This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 11 is sponsored by IGUS. IGUS is my number one Forex trading platform for U.S. residents, and it is not even close. Right now, new traders can sign up for a $250 cashback bonus after you place your first trade, and much larger accounts are eligible for a $5,000 cash bonus after you open up 300 lots. Those of you who remember this promotion from a couple years ago probably recall how this promotion does come to an end. It doesn't go on forever, so act now and get your account set up. It is not difficult, it's very user-friendly, and the support is tremendous. But the sooner you hit the ground running, the better, so click the link down below in the show notes. This will take you to the blog, which will give you all the current information on IGUS, which I have updated this week. And the blog contains my link at the bottom, and that link will take you to the special promotional offer. So not only are you signing up with the best Forex broker in the United States, you're getting paid to do it. One quick correction from episode 10, where I said the infrastructure bill in the United States has passed. It has passed in the Senate. It still needs to pass in the House. So please adjust your water investments accordingly and stay alert to see if this sucker passes or not. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and this is going to be part one of two, a two-part series going into additional ways to find optimal entries on some of the more, I don't know, like esoteric stocks out there, like water, for example, like we just covered last episode. You know, charting things like that can be very tough. Um, sometimes the liquidity is not really there, so you can get a lot of inaccurate readings. Uh, and some people just might not have the software to chart things like that overall. Uh, so what do you do? Well, there's no perfect approach, I can tell you that, but there are some things we can look for that can help us, and that's what this two-part series is going to be about. Now, in a perfect world, part one would be episode 11, and part two would be episode 12, but if any, you guys know, if anything comes up in between that needs to be talked about, I will split it up. Uh, but let's just assume for now um, that we're going to go back to back. And the first concept I want to talk about, and this is not going to pop up all the time, this is not going to pop up most of the time, probably not even half of the time, but when you see it, you need to pay attention. And that is the concept of boom-bust echo. So a boom-bust echo was a concept created in the late 90s by a Canadian author named David Foote. Um, I have not read his book. I wanted to, but it's not on Kindle. And when you live abroad, you don't want really anything that takes up space. Uh, but what I do know from what I've seen is it's mainly about population demographic shifts, um, not so much about what we're going to talk about today. Later, another Canadian, Marin Katusa, who we have mentioned on this show and certainly will mention again, took this concept and made it his own. And on a chart, it is quite easy to see in hindsight. Um, the trick is catching it in real time, which is also very possible. So what I want you all to do is imagine a bell curve. Now, if you don't know what a bell curve is, look it up. Um, but imagine a fairly steep one. So you have the two sides that are pretty, pretty much flat. And then you have that big hump in the middle. You will often see entire sectors do variations of this very phenomenon. They'll be flat, not much going on. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's excited. And then all of a sudden, boom, parabolic. 
Now, the root word of parabolic is parabola. Parabola is, if you know geometry, go straight up almost and kind of round off at the top and then come right back down. And you're going to see certain sectors that do this. You will see certain ETFs and stocks that do this. You are seeing this all over the place in commodities right now. Remember I told you before, if you go one year back on a lot of these commodity stocks that have had crazy runs, you can see it pretty much went up and then came right back down to where it began. So commodities, for example, were very unloved for a very long time. That's going to be your, you know, your early smoothing out where nothing's going on. Then everybody wanted to get ahead of the new green revolution, the new build back better, everything like that. And so commodities took off. That's your boom cycle. Then investors realized, oh, this might not be happening as soon as we thought it was going to happen. Then they sold off to get liquid and put their money somewhere else. Everything came back down. That's the bust cycle. Now we're kind of in the echo cycle on a broad scale commodities scope. Things are a bit flat. Things like copper and lumber, you know, they're no longer in the news like they were before. Many investors, even big investors, have moved on to the next shiny object, crypto. So we certainly appear to be, at least, in the echo phase, that right side of the bell curve where everything has flattened out again. So I am currently at katusaresearch.com. Now, Marin Katusa has a very expensive newsletter, uh, but he has a lot of really great free stuff, too, and that's where I'm at. And uh, he describes it really well. Here's a great analogy for you. So you've heard never try to catch a falling knife. Well, in boom-bust echo parlance, it's more like don't try to catch a falling safe. I'll read it word for word here. Don't try to catch a falling safe. Wait for it to hit the sidewalk. Let it bounce around for a bit and crack open. Then stop, walk over, and pick up the money. Kind of sounds like something Jim Rogers would say. Uh, but Jim Rogers and Marin Katusa both are renowned and wildly successful buy-and-hold investors, especially in this space. So when they talk, I listen, and you should be listening too. Now, there are a few additional things I want you to absolutely keep in mind when you're looking for this phenomenon. First of all, it's not going to be an absolute perfect bell curve every time. Um, it usually won't be. But that doesn't mean you don't have a definitive boom cycle, a definitive bust cycle, and a definitive echo cycle. They're not super hard to spot. Just understand that more often than not, you're not looking for a perfect bell curve. For example, um, the boom-bust echo cycle has happened definitively twice now in cryptocurrencies. Go look. We had one very long, drawn-out version of this that peaked in late 2017. And then we had a much quicker version of this just this year. Now, the trick is you're going to have to zoom in a little bit to see a better version of Boom Bust Echo that happened this year, but it's certainly there. After the big drop in April, there was a period where really nothing was happening. Um, you had the smart money was accumulating, and if you followed the right YouTube channels, you knew this, and it gave you confidence going forward. Uh, but most of the dumb money was very pessimistic. And this whole yin and yang is typically what you see during the echo phase. Now, I will bet that this will happen at least one more time, because why wouldn't it? You know, most people in cryptocurrencies don't have a lot of experience. They're not smart enough to know what's really going on. And when you have that scenario, history can repeat itself as many times over until people finally do figure it out. Now, the trick to this whole thing, and the reason why this phenomenon is not a slam dunk every time, is when you feel like you're in the echo phase, you have to determine, 
are we really in the echo phase or are we just consolidating for another leg down? I will say from what I've seen, this boom bust echo phenomenon works a lot more than it doesn't, um, but it, it is certainly not undefeated. Um, so take commodities, for example. If any of you can pull up the Bloomberg Commodities Index right now or ticker symbol DJP on your ETFs, uh, you'll see what I mean. Uh, seems like we really had a leveling out in commodities and it was firmly in the echo phase and it was time to go back up. Seemed like a great time to get your money down. And then the big sell-off in March 2020 happened and took pretty much everything down with it. So it took something like that to ruin the boom-bust echo phenomenon. Uh, and to date, it has recovered all of its losses and uh, is, is back up now. Uh, but in that particular situation, it really did seem like we were in an echo phase. And those who tried investing at that time did suffer some pretty serious drawdown at first, just a matter if they stayed in it or not. And this is why I, VP, creator of all the things I just make up in my head on a whim, am adding on one extra piece to Boom Bust Echo. And those of you who have been with me since the beginning know that I'm not just making it up now. We are not interested in calling absolute bottoms here. What I like to do is let the echo phase play out and then see some meaningful momentum upwards. So in classical price action terms, breaking out of the range and forming a higher low. It is only then will I turn back to my charts and look for a long signal. So I call it boom, bust, echo, up. And remember this because I will be bringing it up in later episodes. But for example, let's go back to episode 7, where I talked about Polkadot. The reason I felt the need to make that episode at the time is because I really felt in cryptocurrencies we were in the echo phase. So what I did was take the cryptocurrency that I felt had the most value going forward at the time and made an episode on it. Now when I shot that episode, we were still in the echo phase and price was down to 1250 but I was also very specific in that episode as well. I said, look, do not copy off of me. I am not buying right now. I'm going to wait until I see some real upward momentum from this range, allow my charts to tell me to enter, and then enter. Now, I know this because a lot of you have told me already, and God knows how many of you have not told me but did this anyway. Many of you heard the episode and jumped right in at $12.50 using me as your free signal service. I realize I have been dead accurate on a lot of these things throughout the course of the channel. I realize if you got in at 12.50, you are pretty much up almost 100% in a very short amount of time. But you still did it wrong. Don't do it again. I did the right thing and waited, and I got in at around the $16 mark. All of this is chronicled in real time on my blog, by the way. And I have absolutely no regrets. I'm enjoying some nice gains, but I also do what you did not do, and that is be mindful of my downside. Contrarians, if you are not being mindful of your downside, you are going to be in for a world of hurt down the road. Celebrate the gains you are making right now, because they are not going to last. Now, as far as all of the different opportunities I talk about on this podcast, which ones you choose, if any, is 100% up to you but the absolute buy and hold basics. So proper money management, not trying to call tops and bottoms, playing the long game. Those things are non-negotiable. Now these methods seem pretty obvious, don't they? 
But at the time, when FOMO kicks in, they no longer seem obvious, do they? They almost seem a bit crazy, like, why would I wait for such a great opportunity? But on this podcast, we are not crazy. Regardless of how we play it, we're still very early. So play it smart.